It's the second episode of the Greek Soccer Show, and I already said that this is just for fun. This is me doing it, but I already got a sponsor. What do you want? That else is sponsored in general, but it's sponsored by somebody that uh, we got history with, somebody that I like. Uh, it's my bookie. Because you know what makes this kind of football, soccer, and you know hockey season coming up so exciting? Is betting on these goddamn games. Makes it a lot funner. Makes it more interesting. And at my bookie, that's where I normally like to go bet. So they decided to give me a promotional code, Pantelis. It's my name. And if you sign up right now, all right, this is up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus, they double your first deposit up to $1,000. So if you decide to put in $1,000 to start betting in there, they're going to make it too. And then you can uh, start betting on the site, start trying to win. And visit MyBookie online. Remember that. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie. Use promo code Pantelis to enter, and uh, that's it. Here, these services are good to me. They're good to everyone else. My bookie has been tried, tested, and true for a while now. So if you want to support the show or just gamble, go to mybookie.ag. Yeah. And with that, I don't know if anybody bet on the UEFA Super Cup that just happened this week. Uh, I feel kind of bad for... For Frank Lampard, a little, a little, just because he's had a weird week. It's you know he he took over the bench at Chelsea, and two big rivals. He faced Manchester United last weekend, and they got smacked around. And then he had a chance to at least start the the season with a trophy, the UEFA Super Cup. Two European champions going at it, and he lost in penalties. The team lost in penalties. I mean, both teams played great. That's why it got to penalties. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were wondering whether or not the teams were going to be good or interesting. I think a lot of people were mostly focused on the female referees. It was the first time, I believe, that they allowed a female referee team, a female referee team to um, take over the entire European uh, final. This was for the Super Cup, right? It, it seemed like a gimmick, but in all honesty, I don't think uh, it makes a difference. If you're a good referee, you're a good referee. I don't believe that you can play together. I think that would be weird if it was a women's team versus a man's team. Every time we've seen that practiced, it uh, it doesn't go the the right way for the women. But in terms of refereeing, I mean, if you're a good ref, you're a good ref. Who cares? Uh, and I don't think the ladies did a bad job. I think they did an excellent job. Uh, I mean, as good as they can being refs. It's always hard being a referee, depending on the angle. People are yelling at you. Uh, it was kind of funny, though, seeing some of the players yell at the referee when there was a call that didn't go their way. I felt a little bad for her. Uh, she's getting yelled at by some dude, uh, but overall, it was a it was an exciting final. It was good. It went to penalties. Um, Liverpool, goddamn, Jurgen Klopp is just winning everything right now. So I'm I'm happy for that team. Good, good for them winning it. But now to the meat and potatoes. You hear you people are here for a reason, and that's Greek soccer and the UEFA Champions League third round qualifiers took place this week, and we had two people representing Greece. Well, we had two teams, rather. A lot of people. We had Pauk playing their second game against Ajax in Amsterdam. And we'll start there, I guess. It was a valiant effort. I mean, if you recall, they tied 2-2 in Thessaloniki. Ajax had those amazing two away goals, which would really help them. Pauk went in there furious. And they were they were firing on all cylinders. They really wanted to win. They took the lead one nothing. It looked improbable, but as soon as that kind of happened, the game really changed. It. I'm not a Pauk fan, so it's not uh, in my nature to blame the referees being against them or anything like that, but 
it was very suspicious that as soon as they took the lead, Ajax was awarded three penalties within that game. Like, everything was done to help Ajax come back and win. They missed the first penalty. Then they were given another two during the game. There was one that should have been called for Pauk that wasn't. Uh, it, it, was, it was a little suspicious. I mean, they tried. What are you going to do? There was a couple of mistakes that were made. I mean, it's early in the season, like I said. This is when these kind of mistakes happen. And I kind of felt bad that they worked so hard. They were unlucky. But, you know, it was a valiant effort. They ended up going down against Ajax in Amsterdam, which is a uh, commonplace right now. And uh, instead of Ajax discussing how lucky they were to, to leave with their heads, they were then complaining that uh, they shouldn't have to go through this many rounds of qualifying because they're that good. Well, you know, rules are rules. Depends on the coefficient of your country. If the entire country is not doing well enough, just like the Greeks, you got to go through qualifiers. Just how it is. You don't got a bitch. And I mean, if the refs didn't give you a hand that game, you would have already been eliminated. And there would have been no playoffs, no group stage for you guys. Anyhow, so Pauk, I kind of feel bad if you're a Pauk fan. It sucks. But know at least that your team did everything they could. From a, you know, pitch standpoint, individually. If it wasn't so lopsided with officiating, I think they would have they they would have went through and it would have been a very, very interesting um, rest of the rest of the year, knowing that Pauk would have knocked out the uh, last year's semifinalists. But then moving on to Olympiaco, Olympiacos, as uh, ESPN likes to call them. So Olympiacos, uh, they were at home. They were hosting Turkish side Istanbul Beşiktaşşehir, whatever the fuck it's called. It's a team from Constantinople, and they played well. They won two nothing. Uh, Valbuena got them the second goal, but that first goal was from that defender, Ruben Semedo. This guy, uh, this guy's pretty fucking good. This guy's been doing a good job. Um, he's holding his own. I mean, in the beginning of the game, he was the guy that I thought was a little shaky. Because I was like, what is this guy doing? Why is he missing his passes? He's, uh, he's a little sloppy, but it's early in the season, like I said. And then he scored for them. He, he made a lot of great defensive. He just got better as the game went along. And uh, Olympiaco went through. And now they're gonna have uh, quite a, you know, quite a tough, tough time facing these goddamn, this goddamn Russian team. Because uh, I don't know if Sporting, I, I honestly, I don't know if Sporting is just having a bad beginning of the season. Because even in uh, the Portuguese league, they lost uh, to a much, much smaller team to start the season, and they were getting smacked around three nothing at home in Europe. You know, it, it's stuff that normally doesn't happen to them. So I don't know if it's the team that's not gelling and that's why they got eliminated. But in any case, Olympiacos got to avoid them. Now they do have to travel to Russia, right? So that was kind of, you know, it was the guaranteed game I gave you guys. I said that was the one that for sure was going to was gonna go Greeks, uh, Greeks' way and uh, Greek team's way. And I told you Pauk would be the one that I'd love to see them turn around. I think they were capable of, and I believe they were. But Atromitos. I said Atromitos could play well, maybe get the points. 0-0 zero, zero away. Well, Warsaw came to uh, came to Athens. And they kind of smacked Atromitos around, like the quality showed. The quality difference showed them losing at home that way. And it was, uh, it was brutal. It was brutal knowing that if it was a bit later on in the season, because they have a good team, maybe things could have been different. But sadly, Atromitos, they put up a fight, but they just they just couldn't get that one one goal early on to kind of change things up. They went down pretty early, and uh, 
they looked they looked worried. They looked nervous. They they didn't go confident. They didn't go in confident, which is kind of like the first thing you have to do is go in a little confident, especially when you're at home in these European. Because look at Apoel, right? They lost against that. Uh, what is that? That fucking what's that weird team name? I forget now. I think they're, they're that Kazakhstani team, I believe. Um, and then they went in there, and they fucking turned the whole tie around. They smacked them around. They said, "Nah, we're not ready to lose." And they're going on to the to the playoffs. Apoel, that was a that was a valiant that was a valiant effort, right? And speaking of valiant efforts, the team that I told you I couldn't see them coming back, Aris, Aris versus. The Norwegian Molde. So for those of you who weren't uh, paying attention, they went down last week 3-0 in Norway. Three home goals for the Norwegians, zero away goals for Addis. And the press conferences this week, Addis kept saying, you know what? We're going in for the win. We're not, uh, we're not coming home to be tourists in our own city. We're going to smack these Norwegians around. And they did. They started the game. They played really hard. They scored a quick goal. Well, quick in the 20, 25th minute. But it was just enough time they needed. Got a second goal. Now they're down by one. Go to the second half. They get their third goal late, late in the game. 85th minute, I believe. It is now 3-0, Addis. It is 3-3 on aggregate. This game goes into extra time. All right? All Addis needs is one goal. The crowd was going crazy. It was one of those unforgettable European nights in the making. A comeback victory here would be huge. All of Europe would be talking about it. Every soccer fan would be talking about it. It would be a big deal. But then a costly mistake. A costly mistake from one of their best players, too. They didn't pull the line. They thought the opposing player was offside when he wasn't. And it just uh, it just deteriorated. They got scored on. It was now 3-1 in their favor. But as the UEFA Europa League rules will tell you, um, one goal and one, uh, you know, doesn't make a difference. Because the aggregate is what matters. So now... They were down 4-3 on aggregate. They didn't need one goal to tie. They needed two to win. Because one goal, it would have been tied. But the Norwegians would have had an extra away goal. So they fought. They fought. And they failed. Game was over. They put in as much effort as they could. And sadly, they didn't make it. Another team at the Saloniki that tried very hard and just couldn't make it. I feel bad for them, too. Addis tried really hard. I believe they had this game. I believe it was, you know, that just that costly mistake. The 102nd minute. They were tired. They've been, you know, mistakes happen that late in the game. And sadly, they lost. But nothing. Nothing compares to what we're going to talk about next, which is my favorite team, Ike. In uh, the last game that we're going to talk about right now, a game that was so infuriating... Uh, I wanted to turn it off. It wasn't soccer. It was anti-soccer. So Ajax was playing their second game against Krajova. It's a Romanian team. And Ajax won 2 nothing away in the first leg. We know this. So coming into home, you know, they were they were looking to maybe park the bus, play it safe. 
just escape with their heads. Make it to the to the playoffs. That was the goal. Game started off well enough. Pedro's Madalos, the captain. Madalos scores. Gets us a one nothing lead. And then everything just went to shit. The players have zero chemistry. There was at times they were making decisions where you're thinking, what the fuck is going on right now? Who would make that decision? Yet Geraldes, uh new signing. I have no idea if this guy's ever played soccer before in his goddamn life. Uh, very, very shocking. Very, very shocking. I don't know what it, what it is. And the best player on the pitch, Marcos Livaya, the Croatian, was uh, substituted early in the second half. And he was so pissed off because he knew he was the only one really playing that he refused to go to the bench. He went to the locker room. That's very bad early in the season to piss off your best players. To piss off any players is bad. But to piss off one of your best players early in the season, it's a very odd strategy. Very, very odd strategy by the manager. I w- it wouldn't be my strategy. I would definitely not try to piss them off. But they were so horrible that uh, even, you know, the game ended 1-1. And you think, well, at least they're through the next round. But goddamn, when I tell you they were lucky to go to the... They were so bad that if they were facing a team that wasn't as shit as Krajova, they they would have definitely lost. Like, if they were facing Aris the way Aris played yesterday, Aris would have mopped the floor with them. Like, that's how bad they were. They weren't... Uh, they were asking to, to lose. They weren't... They were, you know, just easy mistakes. They were giving the ball away easy. They weren't positioning themselves properly. Uh, a lot of times, they weren't even supporting each other. So it looked like they were getting get into some kind of a little triangle formation to pass one or to keep some you know someone open all the time, and then someone would just end up running down the line, being alone, giving it away, defending. Their man marking was really off. The second you'd get by one of them, there wouldn't be anyone to come take uh, take their place. You would just have open run. It, it was weird, but both teams were so bad that on the score line it didn't show. It did not show, but if you look at the game, if you watch the game, you realize, you're like, what the hell's going on? Then you had Vrangis, who was at least the shining point again. He's crazy, but he's he jumps for every header. He's a good defender. Again, he's another one of the guys. I think if he wasn't there and he you know, he wasn't adding that extra passion, I could have been eliminated right now. So it was a very bad game. Hopefully, they could put this behind them, and they should watch the game, though. It's not a game that you forget. This is a game that you fucking remember, and you talk about it. You, go, you see this? This can never happen again. Disgusting. And now, Ajax got a lot to, of pride to play for, too, because during the playoffs, I guess Trabzonspor, Turkish side. Now, they beat Prague, and uh, they, beat them, they beat them pretty well. So, their morale is high. They're a team that, for the past couple of years, has been making moves in Europe. Uh, they've been moving up in the Turkish league. Now, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, Turkish team facing a Greek team is always a bigger deal, just like Olympiakos saw in uh, the round that they just finished. So you know their fans are going to want it. Our fans are going to want it. And I got to take a look, but we might not even have ho- we might not even have home fans. Ike might not be allowed to have home fans because uh, just like they didn't have any when they played Krajova at home uh, due to that suspension from last year when they threw Molotov cocktails at Ajax fans, uh, or it was, I think it was Bayern fans. Yeah, it was Ajax fans they threw them. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be allowed to um, to have fans. I think they might have another three games left in the suspension. We'll see. So that would suck too because you really need the extra man when you're home. 
you really need the, the fans to come support you and it, to make you feel like you're especially when you're playing at the Olympic Stadium in Athens because it's such a garbage place for soccer. The uh, you know the first row of seating is so far away because they have that track around it. The atmosphere is not the best. I've watched a game there, uh, and I had fun obviously. And uh, it's always good to see your team. It's always good to watch some soccer, but it's not a place for. Uh, it's not a place that makes you feel like you're at home. You feel like you're renting it. Any team that plays there feels like, all right, this is our hotel for the week. So that's that's what happened with the Greek teams. And now moving forward, there's only two left. There's only, well, I mean, there's only two left that uh, have to go through this ordeal of the playoffs. And that's Aik and Olympiaco. One going to the Europa League, one going to the Champions League. And we need the points. And we need the points desperately. I mean, there's no um, there's no way around it. Greece caught up to Cyprus. We're just a, a half a point, I think, behind them in the coefficient. We've got two teams playing right now in two different European competitions. If both do reasonably well, we could, uh, we could go up a couple of spots, actually. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to make it, to win in the playoffs, and it's also going to be very, very tough to do anything in the group stage, especially for Lebeko. We'll see who they land with if they make it that far. But these, you know, the teams in Europe, the quality's gone so, so good the past couple of years. And like I said, now the biggest danger is our season hasn't started. So our season starts officially just a couple of days after the first leg. So I believe Ajax is playing on the 24th and Rebecca is playing on the 23rd. And both their first legs of uh, the respective playoffs are just a few days before that. So again, it takes a couple of games to get, you know, under your belt to get uh, the team gelling and ready to play competitively. And they don't have that right now. So it's uh, it's going to be tough. But, you know, not to fret. I think I, I still believe that both teams are probably going to make it through. The only one I'm, I'm, in, I'm honestly worried about Ike more than anything because that was just a horrible, horrible performance. Now, I don't know what you guys think. I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know, uh, even though I... Uh, I didn't really advertise the first episode. I put it out as a test. I just wanted to make sure to get on the platforms. Because the thing is, I put it up, and it took a couple of days to get everywhere, to get on iTunes and all that, get approval, because people were a little confused. Like, I have, um, you know, people to call for this kind of stuff because I'm on other podcasts, which uh, do well. But everybody's always confused about this. Like, what do you mean? What are you, making fun of soccer? No, no, just talking about Greek soccer. Like, alone? Okay. I'll get some guests. I think I need a guest. But for now, I'm just recapping and just giving my opinions. And everybody thinks it's ridiculous. Like, why would you do this? What a waste of your time. But I love it. And uh, since my bookie is going to be my August sponsor for all my Pantels-related podcasts, I figured, hey, this makes so much sense. And then, bam, second episode. We got ourselves a sponsor. It's my bookie. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code when you sign up. Pantelis, that's my name. And they're going to match your initial deposit. You know how cool that is for them to match your initial deposit? And then you bet with that money. Put in 50 bucks. Technically, you could play with uh, double that because they're they're matching your deposit. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. MyBookie.ag. Uh, I don't know if you guys bet on soccer. If you like to bet on football, football season's right around the corner. But that's what you should do. And there's going to be more of this. Now, it's early in the season. There's not that much going on. And I'm only talking mostly about the Greeks. So these episodes are uh, short. About, what, 20 minutes? But they'll get longer as the season goes. I'm going to have more rants. There's going to be rivalries um, I want to have a little segment called European Nights where I go through the uh, you know, the Champions League and the UF, uh, UEFA Europa League games of that week. 
So that's in the future of this, but it's you know it's in its uh, building stages right now, in the inception, if you will, this uh, this podcast. And I'm always looking for a co-pilot. I definitely want to have someone who's knowledgeable about Greek soccer as well, that I can speak with, and obviously being Greek, that I can argue with about soccer for at least an hour. But for this week, that's it. That's what you're gonna get. All right. And if you want more of me, uh, my stand-up, you know the thing that I get paid to do. Uh, you, uh, head over to pantelscomedy.com. And if you're in Ottawa, I'm going to be in Ottawa doing two shows at the Yuck Yucks, August 23rd and uh, August 24th. That is a Friday and a Saturday. Tickets are on sale right now at yuckyucks.com. You pick Ottawa from their website, and then you'll you'll find my show. Buy your tickets there. You can come watch me. It is uh, not a family-friendly show, I'll tell you that much. Definitely 18 and over. Uh, I think this podcast here is the most family-friendly thing I fucking do. And even this, questionable questionable if it's for families so you head over there and uh, you can also check out the number one comedy podcast in canada right now which is two drink minimum hosted by me and my buddy mike ward and our third mike poseidon and uh, we're quickly rising up the ranks we're not just happy with being one of the best podcasts in canada we're going for the world and by world we mean north america because you know if you're the number one podcast in zimbabwe doesn't really mean anything that's it that's what you can get for this week Enjoy your games.